All right. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Drunkness Quarterly, episode two. I am your co-host, Blake. Uh, I got a couple other dudes with me. Got Logan here. Logan, go ahead and uh, say what's up. What up? Nice, nice. Who else? Who else we got on here? Your boy, Joe. Big Joe. Your boy, Joe. Big, bad Joe. Um, just a little fun fact about myself. It took me 25 years in one podcast to realize that I slur my words regardless of the amount of alcohol I've consumed. So, you know, you live and you learn, I guess. Uh, but we're going to get started here. We're just going to jump right into it. We had a wild weekend, everybody. Outrageous. Wild Crazy. weekend. Um, and if you're listening to this podcast, I assume you, you follow sports. Um... And if you follow sports, I assume you follow college football. And if you don't, you should, because this weekend was wild. Logan, let us know what happened, dude. So, as I predicted at the beginning of the season with a lot of young quarterbacks and a lot of new coaches across college football, we are in absolute mayhem, and it we are not even out of the month of September. A quick rundown of the top 25 as of today, um, since this past weekend, we've got the top five, Alabama, Georgia, Iowa, Penn State, Cincinnati, followed by Oklahoma, Ohio State, Oregon, Michigan, BYU, Michigan State, up six spots, Oklahoma State, up seven spots, we have Arkansas, Notre Dame, both down five. Uh, Coastal Carolina University at 15. University of Kentucky gets into the top 25 at 16, previously a not ranked team. Uh, Ole Miss down 5 to 17. Auburn up 4 to 18. Wake Forest up 5 to 19. Florida drops 10 to 20. Texas, previously not ranked 21. The following are all previously not ranked except for NC State. So Texas, Arizona State, NC State, SMU, and South uh, San Diego State University. Had to think about that one for a second. Oof. So those four outside of NC State are all previously non-ranked. Now, this week, college football, we had nine total teams in the top 25 lose. Of those nine total teams, four were upsets. The biggest upset, unfortunately for... Our good friend Joe was Cincinnati, um, mm. probably over Notre Dame. The biggest impact upset. I won't say the biggest upset. Um, obviously, an unranked Kentucky going into or beating Florida, which, by the way, if you watch that game, that Kentucky crowd was out of control. They get the blocked field goal, the kick six blocked field goal at the beginning of the game, and it was just 130% all the way to the end of the game to where they're they're rushing the field with Waka Flocka while his music is freaking blaring over the speakers. Like, that was outrageous. Um, it was awesome. But huge, huge mix-up. It was not Huge awesome. mix-up in uh, across college football. Huge mix-up across the top 25. We've got two teams, two Big Ten teams in the top five, and one, two, three... Four, four Big Ten teams in the top ten. Uh, 
Shout out to the Big Ten. Georgia absolutely fucking dominated Arkansas. Uh, that game, from the beginning, I was uh, talking to a friend, was not willing to make a prediction on that game other than it was going to be physical as hell, and it sure as hell was. Arkansas plays very smash-mouth, in-your-face football. Like, shout-out to them. They tried the best they could, but the hedges were shaken. Georgia was ready for that game, and they played with a backup quarterback because JT Daniels could not go with a sore lat, and they still just put a working on him. There was, like, no chance. The first series that... Uh, Arkansas had it's they immediately jump off sides right in front of the student section and it just turns up another level I mean if you know college football you know you can't mess up in front of the student section they're just gonna dig into you even more um, other than that uh, Penn State won a decisive game uh, it wasn't anything special they just went out and won but I, at this you know with everything that's going on right now in college football I think you're okay with just going out and winning a clean game. Iowa wins, uh, moves up two. They're over Penn State next week, this coming weekend. We have Iowa and Penn State, so we'll figure out who's on top there. Um, obviously, Cincinnati over Notre Dame, which we'll get into a little more, obviously, because of Joe's allegiance. Um Rough game for Notre Dame. R- really rough. Cincinnati came out ready to play. Uh, we called that on the first podcast. We 100% knew that was probably going to happen. I did not expect it to look like that. Um, I, th- I figured they would just kind of control the clock on them and, and just kind of you know not let them have a chance to score. And it wasn't only that. It, they, they beat them across the board. Um, Oklahoma... Look shaky again in the first half. What's going on with that? Are we going to see Oklahoma lose? They have Texas this week in the Red River Red River rivalry. So um, that'll be interesting to see. Ohio State looks like Ohio State. They are boring good again. Uh, we get a couple um, defensive touchdowns or a defensive touchdown right to begin this, the, the game. Uh, outside of that, uh, the rest that, um, what the hell's his name now? CJ Stroud got on his shoulder, seemed to make a difference because he was stupid accurate. Uh, Olave had 119 yards, two touchdowns. Um, they looked normal again. Travion Henderson went like right down the field. Um, there's not much more to say about that. Like another, just like Penn State, kind of just won the game they were supposed to win. They have Maryland next. Uh, Oregon loses to Stanford, and Stanford pretty much gave them a taste of what they gave Ohio State earlier in the year. Uh, controlled the ball, controlled the line of scrimmage, uh, and just the only reason I think that Oregon got back in that game is because of the um, the seniority that they have on the team. They've got a lot of older players senior guys that just can handle that situation. And that's why they got back into it. Plus good coaching. They have great coaches. Um, that shit ass team up North is doing what they're doing, what they're doing. Um, have a great run game. But one thing I'm noticing about them is they just do not make adjustments. I don't see any in game adjustments. I don't see halftime adjustments. And 
I'm loosely watching them, so if they if they are making adjustments, I, I I'm not aware of it. But what I saw from them this week was not gr- impressive, other than the fact that they can run the football. But if you can stop them from running the football, they don't have much after that. Um, would it be different if they had that star wide receiver? Probably, um, but I don't know because it seems like it seems like Harbaugh is dedicated to running the ball right now. Um, after that BYU, I haven't really watched anything from them. But if they're at ten and up three, I mean that's there's something has they have to be doing something. Um, Michigan State looks good defensively. They have to play better offensively, I think, or they're going to start getting handed some losses because they're just going to get outscored. Um, Oklahoma State, I mean, the last thing I saw from them was the week before Ohio State played Tulsa. They played Tulsa, and it was a tight game. So how they're 12th right now, I I don't really – it's the, probably just because there's no one else and it's just chaos right now. Um, really, I mean, if you think about college football in general, after you get past 15 teams, it's really hard to put another 10 up on 25. I mean, unless like there's just a lot going on, which I mean, in this, in this season there is, but if after that you got Arkansas, obviously they drop five because they lose to Georgia, but they lose to Georgia. Um, Notre Dame drops five with the loss of Cincinnati. There's a lot of questions there. Coastal Carolina is just kind of floating. They're going to be that other team that might be there at the end of the season undefeated that people are going to be like, we'll give them a chance. And, you know, they're they're going to be asking to give them a chance because of what so far Cincinnati has done, um, which Cincinnati's going to need a lot of – they're going to have to really go out and win their season. They have to blow teams out. They have no one else ranked except for SMU left on their schedule, I think. Um, cause I don't even think UCF is, is ranked right now. They're not, um, no. So they're, they're not going to have any more ranked wins outside of SMU. If SMU stays and they're at 24 right now, uh, Kentucky comes in out of nowhere and just puts it to Florida. They haven't beat them since, uh, they beat them 1982 and, they, they beat them. I think they beat them a few years ago, but they. I think it's like thirty-three of thirty-five. Florida has won or something, right? Something like They've that. Had dominance. They definitely were not supposed to win that game. I tell you, dude. I just, yeah. You know what? As much as I hate to say this, man. As much as I hate to say, it, Kentucky's a pretty good football team. <laughs> they were. They were jacked I'm, up. I'm they were. Kid. They were jacked up. And then, I, I mean, from there down, I mean. There's really not much movement, and I'm I'm almost thinking that that the voters and the AP threw Texas at 21 just to give Oklahoma a push if they beat them next week. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, why is Texas up? Yeah, and I see yeah, Joe's making a face. You. He's, he's probably thinking the same thing. It, it was like it kind of goes back to that thing that Blake said on the first podcast where he really wanted to like say that Notre Dame doesn't never deserves its rankings. That's what he was kind of trying to say. I feel like that's very blatantly in the case that we have here. Like, let's be real. With, 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 te- with, with Texas, Texas you're yeah. Like, like, they have not been shit. And I could think they're going to... Who'd they lose to? Fucking... They lost to... Arkansas, yeah. Arkansas, man. Like, 
When's the last time Texas was good? To Vince I mean, Young. Like good, good. That's pretty <laughs> much. A Colt yeah, it's pretty much Colt Vince McCoy. Young. Nah, Colt McCoy. <laughs> I mean, I mean, they were oh, yeah, good when true. they had that's Colt McCoy. What, was that right after Vince Young? Uh, was bru- uh, was a couple of yeah, years. I mean, shortly. I think they're right. Yeah. Anyway. Texas yeah, sucks. If you're a yeah, Texas they're, they're, fan. My bad, Joe. Suck, Go ahead. Suck a fat nut. Um, <laughs> Horns down, baby. Horns down. Um, and honestly, I, I kind of th- – you said they're trying to give Oklahoma a little push. I don't feel like Oklahoma has it this year either. I mean, they rarely ever do, but the whole their, their whole billing was like uh, their offense was going to get them going through games, and so far it has been very a very stagnant mediocre. offense, like mediocre – Oh, what's his nuts? Um, what's the quarterback's name again? Oh, Spencer Radler, Radler man. Radler. Spencer he ain't, Radler. He ain't looking. He's not looking like the Heisman candidate everybody thought he was. You know what I mean? And it all. And I think they, uh, the head coach was saying like it all just comes back to like they just got to get in their rhythm and stuff. But I mean, you're five games in and you're about to like go into like the hardest part of your schedule. You better figure it out fast. Well, and last week Spencer Rattler was getting booed off the field. And was getting they they Oklahoma crowd was chanting for the backup quarterback, um. And I don't think that Stoops is doing his his quarterback Oof. any favors by not running the football. You, I mean, there's two parts of the offense: run, pass. Like you, you hear a lot of coaches anymore. We want to be balanced. We want to be balanced. That was like one of the first things that. Ryan Day said after they lost to Oregon, he's like, oh, we had all these yards against, you know, passing against Oregon. He's like, well, that's not balanced. We did something wrong. Like, um, they, there's no balance in that offense, and they're going to get caught. Uh, and I think they may get caught this week. Uh, I think that Oklahoma kind of smells blood, or Texas smells blood in the water, and, and it's a rivalry game. They know they have a weakness. But again, I think, you know, putting them at 21 and then you know even if they get in a close game and rattler has kind of like a special moment like now you know he's back up on top for the heisman talk oklahoma's back in talk for you know a top four spot where is that game that game is played in oh it's like a it's it's a played in a neutral site it's played it it's a yeah they played it like the fair some fairgrounds i can't remember off the top of my head um but yeah, it's a Oklahoma it's a neutral Texas. site. It's pretty much yeah. the same thing. Yeah, pretty much the same state. So they play it at. But outside of that, I, the I, the big game of the week coming up is Iowa Penn State. I think I think we're gonna get a a really good read on Penn State this week. Iowa is a and it has been for the last. I mean, as long as I can remember, a defensive team. Like, they are going to come out and hit you in the freaking mouth. Like, they are old-school Big Ten football. Like, old, more old-school than even Ohio State can be at times when that silver bullet defense gets going. Um, they, they, they're going to play in your face. They're going to play on the other side of the line. They're going to force you to make plays, make reads, and they're, they, they're going to make tackles. It's, it's just like Arkansas. They keep everything in front of them, and there's 11 dudes to the ball every single time. It's the same way with Iowa. They are flying around on defense, and it's a really hard team to beat if mm-hmm. you make a mistake. So 
it's going to come down. Jahan Dotson is going to be on watch. Can he get loose? Uh, can Clifford take care of the football? Uh, I mean, those are, I think those are the two two factors in that game. Can they take care of the football? I mean, obviously, turnover battle is always a big thing. And can they get their playmaker to Jahan Dotson the ball? Um, yeah, I got a, I got a couple of things real quick. I, uh, I watched the, I haven't watched Ohio since, or Iowa since the, um, Iowa State game Mm -hmm. and Iowa State, you know, good football team. Dude, that Iowa defense is on quite honestly ridiculous. Like watching, watching anybody try to score against them is pretty sick. Yep. Pretty fun to watch. But, uh, yeah, you're right about them. I was just reiterating that point is their defense is outrageous. Um, secondly, if I had to, and I told you all this the other day, if I had to place money on a football team to win the national championship this year, I'm going. I'm putting my life savings on Georgia, dude. That team is just like. Sick, nasty. In a, especially, in a, especially in a year where. There have been some upsets, and there have been some close games with some teams who are supposed to, you know, Notre Dame, that's just the first one that comes to mind, Joe. I apologize. But Notre Dame's had some close games against teams that shouldn't have been close games, and that's been happening around the league, and that's like, that's just the way it is this year with upsets. Georgia is absolutely obliterating everyone. 23 points. They've given up 23 points all season so far. That's, That's insane. ridiculous. That's insane. Yeah, talk, uh, talk about twenty-three points, defense, dude. man. Nice stat. Yeah. Nice stat, bro. That's that's it, and it's like goes back to what I said in the first episode. People got all bent out of shape when Saban said, "Oh, well, defense doesn't win championships anymore." Hello. <laughs> it's yeah, about twenty-three. It's a points about over with five games, four games, like five games. Um. Ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're winning if you don't score more than 21 points in a game anymore. And which I know that that was probably more of Saban's point. Like, you've got to go score. That's how you win football games anymore. It's not, you know, only kicking a field goal and shutting out a team. But if you can shut out a team, you only have to kick a field goal. And Georgia has the ability to do that right now. And it's it's scary. It's scary. It's, I, I was texting – Travis, during the game, it's like the the road to the championship runs through Athens this year. It's not Tuscaloosa. I think so. I think especially because so. especially after Alabama's close game with that's exactly what I was going to say yeah. too. Who just lost yep. to Kentucky? Like Alabama looks a little bit vulnerable this year. They they definitely look vulnerable. And and, and Florida does not at all. That voter bias again. Or not Florida, Georgia. Yeah. Sorry. Alabama's Alabama's receiving 53 of the first place votes and Georgia even after all their dominance is only receiving 9 even after yeah. this I, this fucking come on, weekend, man. man come on dude and, and that's I I heard it on a few talk shows and and sports casts it's like when are when are we going to get over the just because you're last year's champ and you haven't lost yet are you going to are you have you get you get to be number 1 like when is that going to end? Is it does it take a twelve team playoff? Does it take these super conferences? Does it like? There's a lot of talk across college football and just you know the coverage of it. Of when when are we going to stop playing this? Oh well, they haven't lost yet game, 
and start going, this team is clearly better. They're number one. Because you've, I think you've watched just about every team other than Alabama suffer from it. Ohio State hasn't been given the respect sometimes. Notre Dame hasn't been given the respect sometimes. Oklahoma, the top. Oh, Louisville, that's for the sure. Other t- <laughs> that's the other thing. Clemson is out of the top 25. I'm Good. not even sure what their rank is right now. They are out of that's the top wild. 25. Okay, I don't know how so, we haven't talked about that. Um, I don't know how we haven't talked about that. I just Fuck missed it on already. the rundown of the top 25 because they weren't there. But the other thing is, and I was, I think I, I think I texted you guys this, like, middle of the day Saturday, or maybe before that. We're looking at, I mean, I, what I say my top four was Alabama, Georgia, Oklahoma, Cincinnati. I think was, I think yeah. I gave you my top four. Maybe Oregon, Cincinnati. Um, yeah, Oregon, Cincinnati, because I took Oklahoma out. I, I, I think they're going to lose. Um, yeah, 100%. Well, Oregon turns around and loses. <laughs> um, so now that's up in the air. But you can't. I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> what do you got? You seem stressed. I don't know where you put some of these other teams when there's just they don't have the work to go with it, you know? They're not beating the teams to go with it. And mm-hmm. that's what I think. I see what you're saying. But you think since the preseason rankings are fucking I think I think Cincinnati's gonna get screwed by that. I think Cincinnati's gonna get screwed by that. Because they don't have any, like I said, they don't have anyone else other than SMU, and SMU just got ranked and has to stay ranked. And then they have to go out and beat SMU like 70 to 5. <laughs> yeah. You know? Or like, like they have to win in a way that it's like they, it leaves no doubt who the better team is. Yeah, it has to be every win that they have from, from here on out has to be total blowouts, convincing style points, whatever you want to call it. Like it's, it's just got to be like that, or they're not going to get in because I, you're looking at. The ACC probably they've completely taken themselves out of it. Um, that is accurate. They're probably going to have two two lost teams in a championship game, which like, wow, like gross. Um, and you're looking. Hey, how about you pick a conference, Joe? How about and then you're looking at the Big nope. Ten probably having two one loss teams, maybe or a one loss and a no loss. Um, the SEC is probably going to have two one loss teams. Maybe. And then, Maybe. yeah, the Big 12 is going to have, it might be a one loss versus a two loss or even a three loss. Do you guys think that Georgia and Alabama both get in with a one loss? Like, is it like I already, think so. a, There's, you think it's already else? a foregone con- conclusion? Unless something drastically changes, which very well could happen between October I mean, it's and been wild November. already. Yeah, it, it, which it has. Then I, I mean, right now, as as from what I'm seeing, college football, I do not think that there are any other teams that can move up enough to take two SEC teams out, even if they go and play each other and one beats the other. Yeah. Jesus, Joe. Joe, what do you got on this Notre Dame man? What do you got on Notre Dame, dude? I want to. I want to hear what you got to say. Well. So I didn't get to catch the entire game, which I am irked about. 
but I did see the third and fourth quarter. So I didn't really, I don't know too much mm -hmm. about what happened in the first quarter, but I know it was like kind of a, almost a blowout until like the third, we started creeping back and Drew Pine just kind of came in, dropped his nutsack on the floor and was just like, I'm going to go throw a touchdown. And that's what he did, which for, for a okay. freshman, I think he has like a very bright future ahead of him. You know, obviously Kelly said Jack Cohn's the starter and that's what it's going to stay whenever he comes back. But I'm excited to see where Drew Pine ends up after this. Um, as far as like how the team really executed, the loss on the offensive line, is, I think, is starting to show more and more every game, especially against Wisconsin last week, giving up six sacks. And now, you know, Cones hurt. And now you come up against uh, a Cincinnati team that absolutely was hungry for this win. They needed this win. They always they felt like this was this is then and it is it was the win that was going to get them into like the the playoff conversation, and so far I think it kind of has. Of course, they still have to win out the rest of the season. Um, but yeah, man, like losing our starting left tackle and having young guys on the O line, it they they're they're a talented group, but so far like you can see it a couple times when they're like lining up against the defense. The center will be calling out adjustments, and I, I saw more on more than one occasion where the the guards and tackles both looked in, and they were like kind of looking around, confused. And then the ball snapped, and you just start making mental mistakes and getting bullied on the fucking edges and on the inside, which everybody knows who plays football. Like once you lose the inside on the offensive line, like it doesn't even matter about the edge anymore. Like once you lose that right. inside fucking protection, like it's over. Yep. Um. The defense as well, you know, Kyle Hamilton's a fucking beast. Uh, he's athletic. He's going to be a superstar in the NFL one day, I believe that. But I think the corners just they, – they had a couple good plays against Wisconsin. I mean, they but I, I, I also don't want to take too many plays away from Wisconsin because they're fucking – I forget the quarterback's name. He played like absolute ass and threw way more interceptions than he should have and like – it just we couldn't do that against Cincinnati, you know. They just weren't going to make those same mistakes. And I think you know the season is it's, it's over. I don't think we're going to make it into the playoffs at all. One loss Notre Dame teams never will. You have to. That's the risk you take when you're in it when you're in independent. You got to pick a conference. I tell you. I think if Notre Dame wouldn't would go back to their old schedule, they wouldn't have this problem. And that's another it's thing. Just, I mean, you, you look at, you'd have USC, you'd have Stanford, you know, you'd have, I mean, look at fucking the Big Ten teams that they normally play. There, there's three of them are ranked now. Going right, going away from you yeah. guys played Iowa all the time too, right? It wasn't like a as so our our main Big Ten rivalry Purdue. are Purdue, Michigan, and Michigan yeah. State. Those are the big three from the from the Big and Ten. Two of them are ranked in the top ten. <laughs> and you you kind of have that whole thing with Ohio State, but really Ohio State has kind of like dominated that factor of that fucking rivalry. So if you want to call it that, not much of a rivalry in my opinion. But I swapped um, in AJ Hawk uh, highlights earlier today, and those were on there. <laughs> yeah, man, it's rough. Um, fuck, I had I was gonna say something. Oh, another thing, you know. Brian Kelly at the end of the game looked very salty and poopy and stuff. You know, had his little 
his little Bill Belich- Bill Belichick oh, grumpy, like his little copycat of Bill Belichick yeah. going on. Why, with you, like the score I believe was like twenty seven uh, nineteen at that point, or something, something like seventeen. Why, with two minutes and thirty seconds left on the clock, are you calling halfback draws on third and ten? When obviously the offensive line hasn't been able to get it together all game, and instead of trying to pass, and you have a quarter, you have a young guy with Drew Prime that has been like he's sh- he's shown you that he's like okay, I I can go out there, I can make those plays if you need me to, because he's he's done it, like, he did it against Wisconsin, and he started to do it against Cincinnati, but I believe I believe Kelly kind of took the ball out of it, out of his hands at the end there, because he started calling a lot of run plays, and it was just like stuffed stuffed oh let me call a little slant pass and then it's like okay let me try to do this halfback draw on third like there's two minutes left in the game and you're running the ball you're running the clock out like it's just basic it's just fucking basic fundamental like what are we doing like yeah you won more games than newt rockney but like you're calling play calls like that like what are you are you trying to like are you trying to win championships it it always comes down are you trying to win championships are you just trying to have a good another like solid Notre Dame season so the boosters can clap you on the back and tell you you did a good job. Like, what are we, what is it that you want? Because if you're not going to win championships, I say get the fuck out of there. And That's that's a good go point. Fucking, that's a good point. Nice, and I, coach, I think that's a... coach a fucking other team. I think that's something that's been brought up a lot with the, the talk of this 12-team playoff is are you going to see more teams take on a different uh, demeanor when it comes to how they go after the season. Because now you can look and go, all right, well, I we got a chance to get in, and all you need is that chance. It's college football. I mean, in sports in general, all you got to do is get into playoffs, and all, everything can change. The season can go as bad as you think it is, you know, and you get into playoffs, and, and it's a whole other world, right? Like, stuff clicks, and it goes, like, are you going to see teams that normally are like right in the middle and they decide that they go, well, we're, we're going to play for the Rose Bowl this year. You know, we're always just going to, as long as we, you know, kind of the old school, like Ohio State mentality, you know, if we beat Michigan and we get to the Rose Bowl and we win, it's a good season, you know, or are you going to see more teams say, well, let's fight a little harder and, and push and get into the postseason and then you end up with scenarios like we have in the MLB right now where we're two days away from the end of the season and we're looking at a four-way tie in the AL. Blake, mm. let me hear what you got to say about that. <laughs> oh, baby. Let me tell you something. Have I been waiting for this moment for all my life? Shout out Phil Collins. Also, shout out Wild Turkey 101. That's what I got in my cup tonight, and it is delicious. Um, free ad, free ad for Wild Turkey. So, you know, good for them. Anyway, let's get down to a little Major League Baseball here. Uh, obviously, having a wild college football season, but let me tell you, this these two wild card races. I'll even say the NL wild card race. It's pretty wild, but for a different reason. Uh, the AL wild card, card race was wild because we could have had 
how many combinations could we have had, dude? Oh. You, Logan, you sent me that chart, or you sent us that chart in the group chat, man. And it was just like, I couldn't even wrap my head around. Thank God Boston won, because I could not wrap my head around the combinations, dude. I was like, Jesus Christ. Um, but Boston pulls it out, thank God. Shout out little Bill, Rafi Devers, hitting just an absolute laser beam. I'm convinced that ball could have killed somebody. You know, somebody somebody takes that bad boy right in the chest. I think they're done for. Um, I don't know if y'all saw it, dude, but that ball, an absolute rocket. But I'll you know I'll quit talking about twelve possible. I'll get outcomes. off my bias here. Twelve possible outcomes of that. Twelve possible outcomes for just the wild card game for just the one wild card game. The, the last Nuts, last dude. day of the season, depending on how the last day of the season. Last day of the game, one sixty-two, and. Along with those, like, before, like, obviously, like, the end of this, you had just the Orioles just trying to piss on everybody's fucking <laughs> parade, dude. Like, it didn't matter if it was the Yankees. I could have saved... I've lost years off of my life in the last week watching the Orioles. Come on, man. You've you've won, like, 50 games, dude. Would you just just let us beat you? And just let us sweep you. Totally embracing it too, and rubbing it in. My they come after every game. Dude, they, uh, God, social media's blowing up of them just trolling the fuck out of the team they just beat. They did not give a fuck. We're gonna come back to this. We're gonna come back to the pre. After I go through this rundown, we're gonna come back to the pre. The last week of the season, because I gotta, I gotta get something off. This is this might be the first bitching with Blake because I gotta get some shit off my chest, dude. My God. But, all right, we're going to go with this little rundown here. So, obviously, Boston wins yesterday. Um, obviously. Boston wins yesterday. Rally back against the Nats. Good game. Um, so, New York tomorrow at 8 on ESPN. Uh, we got New York at Fenway. And let me tell you, I would, I would maybe probably consider getting rid of couple of my organs to go to that game. Could you imagine being at Fenway Park tomorrow at 8 p.m. watching Cole and Evaldi, dude? Um, Cole and Evaldi tomorrow. Uh, so if you like watching people get hits, probably the wrong game to watch. Just kidding. It's going to be fucking awesome. Um, then on the NL side, we got St. Louis at Los Angeles, and that's Wednesday at 8, and we've got old man Wainwright, who... I'm just, I don't know how he's going to get out there. He's going to have a walker or something. And Max Scherzer, who's just going to dominate till he's in the fucking grave. Old fucking serial killer Max out there. Fucking dude, he, he is a... Insano. He is yeah, insane. Like, I don't Sano. think I've seen any... <laughs> that guy. Captain <laughs> shows no moisture. He's like the most angry man I've ever seen throw a fucking baseball 99 miles per hour. My God. Twice so good, man. It's it's a you know it's that mindset of being just a fucking nut job I guess. Um, so anyway, that's what we got for the wild card. And while we're talking about the NL wild card, because we're gonna, we're going to come back to the AL AL wild card or at least the AL race. But um, if you're the Dodgers and you're you win 106 games and you're 
in that fucking wild card God, game, dude. dude. Could you imagine? <laughs> you went 106 in one game fucking it's all baseball over. games. Oh, my God, dude. I could not imagine. And especially after last year, because, I mean, last year win the series, the World Series. Right. But COVID season, like half a season, cool, you want it, I guess. Like, you're going to have a banner or whatever, but um, it might be an asterisk. I don't know. I'd put an asterisk next to it. If I ever catch some shit from a Dodgers fan, I'm going to say, you all did not win the 2020. That didn't happen. The 2020 season didn't even happen. Um. So, yeah, that should be a good one, though, man. But, God, I just can't imagine being that good. But also, dude, I don't man. The Giants might win the World Series. I don't know. The Giants might pull it off because they're, they're crazy good. And also, you know, I, I wouldn't mind seeing Brandon Belt, Brandon Crawford. You know, they've been there for a minute. God knows how long. Like, since I was in Little League. So, uh, so then we'll go to the ALDS. And that's going to be, hopefully, your Boston Red Sox. Or maybe your New York Yankees. At the Rays, which are probably going to dog walk either team, if I have to be honest. <laughs> but, you know, maybe not, but probably, if I had to guess. Because that's my AL pick. And I'll, I'll give you my, oh, we'll get to my MLB predictions, because i got a couple. Um, and then the NLDS, of course. We've got the Cardinals or the Dodgers at San Francisco, which is another, you know, I feel like the Giants win, but I don't know. Um, so here's my here's my little my predictions. These are my personal opinions now. Um, I think the Rays are going to win regardless in the division series. And the Dodgers are good, dude. I think the Dodgers-Giants series would be good. But you know what, man? The one game, the one game for the wild card. Do you guys think that's tough, or is that just me? I as in I don't like. Do you guys like that? Do you guys like ahead, that? I don't. I don't think. I don't know. I think in a situation where you go, well, the Dodgers won 106 games, and now they've got to play one game, and not, and. Now they're playing one game. They're playing one game against the hot, one of the hottest teams in baseball right now. To turn around mm-hmm. and not be able to play the Giants for, you know, the divisional series, and then possibly you know the Cardinals go out and just blow their load on the Dodgers, and then they just get steamrolled by the Giants. Like that's not good sports. <laughs> like so, I don't know. Yeah. I think a three-game series is probably a little better, but also, like, from the player's perspective, not that I've ever played in the MLB, but I can't imagine playing three more games is, you know, ideal for your pitching, for just wear and tear, like, especially when all the other series go seven. Joey. Yeah. Joe, what you got? Uh, my question is, do you guys think the Dodgers are even worried? I don't think they are going in this game. I mean, there's always that, there's always that like speculation, like you don't want to come in swaggering and shit. But I mean, when you look at the Dodgers roster and like the combination of lineups that they can put out, like I'd say like the Dodgers are probably they have the deepest lineups. They have the deepest like. They have the deepest combination of linemen that they that of any fuck MLB team that 
they can just trot out there. Like maybe not so much their bullpen. Their pitchers are fucking absolutely ridiculous. But well, Kershaw's on the IL, so. But even still, you have Walker Bueller. Are you saying are they worried about are they worried about the Cardinals? Yeah, that's what you're asking. Do you, do you think about? they're that worried? I don't because me personally, I don't feel like they're. If that you're worried. starting if you're starting, if you're starting Max Scherzer, are you worried about anybody? That's what I'm, I'm saying. That's what I don't I'm know, saying. Man. I think if I'm going into that game and it's I know it's one game, I think I'm more worried about the Cardinals than I am about going against the Giants. Hmm. I don't, Just based I don't off of I th- how dude, rec- just, how they played recently. Uh, what's the lineup? Yeah, what's the recently, how, I would say how they put- how they go about the postseason. Like you, we've seen the Cardinals come into the postseason and just wreck people. Like that's true. That's true. They also uh, they've also you know lost a couple of times in the World Series to the Boston Red Sox. So you know, I'm talking oh four. And I'm talking 2013, baby. Uh, anyway, so let's rewind a little bit here, guys. Back to the last three-game Yankees-Red Sox series at Fenway Park. And we go into that series. Were we two up? We were, I think, we were two up in the in the wild card race. I think we were plus two on you guys, and you guys had the second spot yeah. still. We have to win one game. If we win one game, we're probably all right. We don't. I did you all, dude? I was about to lose my fucking mind. It's, I was. I it's was almost listening. like clockwork. Like every night around like seven thirty ish, you would get a text in all caps from Blake. Of, I. Just in absolutely. some way, shape, or form, I'm going to kill myself. This team's going to kill me. I don't know what I'm going to do with the rest of my life. Like, just <laughs> life-ending text of, of how, like, the, the the Red Sox were making him feel for the day. Like, I think my favorite... Well, my problem is I start out so... Go ahead, Joe. I was going to say, I think my favorite quote was, I think, if, if I have to go out and watch this bullpen hurl another inning, I'm going to physically throw up. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> that was just a good quote. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. And then, and then he, you call you no, no, you no. called the the bullpen blowing the lead against the Yankees. Yeah, he did Dude, call that because I was like, "We're done. We're not. We're not coming back." And sure, shit. You're like, "No, don't worry. Our bullpen will or blow it." And they fucking blew it. <laughs> now was that the game? Now that. Sorry, I was gonna. No, you're good, dude. I was just gonna. No, no, you, you know, you go. I was just you gonna. Know. Was that the game where Stanton just like absolutely went off? He like just fucking was hitting like just fucking absolute piss missiles out there. Yep, yep. I don't. That's the one. one. Okay. That is the one, young Joseph. Uh, now that the now that the outcome is a, is the same, like the best that I could hope for, because no one was catching the Rays, obviously. I'm a little more uh, even keeled about it, um, but my God, dude! I was listening to that game. I was listening to the first game where Evaldi pitched, and that's why I'm a little nervous about Evaldi starting tomorrow, because it was at Fenway Park. Tomorrow's at Fenway Park, and dude, I'm telling you, from the beginning of the game, and the problem is I start out so hopeful, but the beginning of the game, Evaldi's getting ahead like one, two, oh, two. And then just fucking 
just pipes a fucking fastball or just hangs a slider, just hucking it up there like it's like who gives a fuck? It's just the Yankees, and then you got old Stanton who can hit a ball to the goddamn. Moon. Literally just throws his hands and across the strike zone, and it's it's gone, dude. <laughs> I'm like, and obviously, you know. The teams are trying to – I don't – I'm not like, man, the Red Sox are just going out there and being like, oh, fuck it, who cares? They obviously care about winning the game. But it's like, god damn, Evaldi, you're just going to keep tossing it up there right down the middle when you're ahead two strikes? That's like number four on the list of like when you're in Little League and they're like, oh, it's 0-2. Don't worry about where you throw this fucking ball. Just don't throw it over the middle of the plate. You know what I mean? Like you just don't do it. Batters are hunting that shit. Like, if you throw something over the plate, 0-2, to God knows who, if it's Judge or Stanton, it's probably going to go a trillion feet. And that's what happened last time. So I'm a little nervous about that matchup. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little nervous about about Evaldi throwing at Fenway Park against the Yankees. But what are you going to do? I will say, um, Cole pitching in Fenway isn't really a good mix. He's been clipped a bunch this year whenever you guys whenever he pitches in Fenway so you might have that going for you but there is no telling what's going to happen in this game tomorrow like with as far as the season series gone everything like there's no telling what's going to happen in this game that's why it's going to be a fun game man I think besides like uh, the stinker against the Indians like Cole's worst games all were in Fenway and that's that's what was brought up on a on, I think I was watching ESPN this morning, and they were saying, like, if you think the games, you know, in June, July don't matter, the only reason that this game tomorrow night is being played in Fenway is because Boston ended up winning the series by a the, the regular season series by a game. So, I mean, that's what, that's that's sports. I mean, that's why that's why we have this podcast. That's why we love talking about the shit. It's shit like that, like. You look back and you see hear us getting pissed off. If you continue to listen to this podcast, we'll be getting pissed off in April and in May and be like the season's fucking over because we know that even though it's what 162 games, <laughs> they all fucking matter because they all come down to something like to tomorrow night or <laughs> a four way fucking tie. Now, I. Even as a Yankees fan, I was 100% rooting for a four-way tie because I wanted to watch two more games of baseball Yeah, in a playoff situation to turn around and to go into another playoff, wild-card playoff, to go into the wild-card. Like, you know, I just want to see more baseball. Yeah. What's going to ensue is crazy enough for me, dude. I'm cool without the <laughs> without the four-way fucking... I mean, ima- imagine if you would have had to play Toronto first, get through Toronto, and then turn around and have to play New York. Like, barring New York got through Seattle. <laughs> dude. I tell you what, though. Give Toronto a little oh, time man. to get some pitching. If they can keep their offense... You know their run differential is like plus 150 or some crazy shit mm. like that? I don't. That, What's more heartbreaking, Toronto or L- or L.A.? I mean, I mean, you gotta go. With Toronto. Toronto's not even in it. You know what I mean? So, yeah. And that dude, uh, 
you got to go to like if you if you have a chance at the end of baseball season like that's really all that matters in my opinion even if it's a one game wild card game like you're in the postseason right, technically right. but like it's definitely but Toronto wasn't really, I mean I guess they weren't really they never really got to the point where people were like they're going to be really good this year you know yeah, what I mean they were kind of a but surprise. LA go I ahead, mean, Joe. It's like disappointing because you always want to like win it out, and it would have been cool for those young guys to go out there, and especially if they were able to do it over Boston and New York, you know. But they got a they got a roster that is prepared for the future. I tell you what, like all those guys are super young, and tell you what, that dude, that young pitcher Alec Manoa, he's gonna be a fucking stud. Like. Listen for his fucking name coming up in the next couple of years. He's going to be striking a lot of dudes out. We'll see. I tell you who else I uh, strongly dislike. And I might have talked about this on the last episode. Robbie Ray and his baby gap right. fucking jerseys. I'm so glad. Yeah. And his, I don't have to watch yeah. him in postseason games, dude. Yeah, that, the, oh the Yankees Lord, absolutely dude. slaughtered dude, him the other night, too. They just made me so happy. beat the oh piss Lord. out of everything that he was throwing. That was awesome. Isn't he in the Isn't he in the Cy Young talks with Cole? He was. Yeah. Uh, was. was. <laughs> it's. It's. I think they. I think yeah. they probably took his name off the list whenever Gary hit one off of him, and they were like, "All right, well, this guy." Didn't. Yeah, you give up a home run to Gary this season. <laughs> Ooh, <Yeah>. Gary. <laughs> Ooh, Gary Sanchez. Fuck. Gary didn't just. He didn't just like hit a little fucking three fifteen. Like he took that. That was a fucking moonshot. So he hung it over yeah, the plate. I, <laughs> Gary, Gary, yeah, Gary was like, I'm just going to swing as fucking hard as I can. And he got, like, lucky as fuck, dude. It's so yeah, He closed his <laughs> eyes during the swing. And he's, yeah, he's just like, he's fucking out there like smalls, dude. It's fucking. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. Yeah, man, Gary. We won't get going on Gary. Hasta la bye-bye, baby. Yeah, My probably. Lord. All right. Might be best. So One quick thing. Did any big game tomorrow? Yeah, did anyone check on Calkins? <laughs> oh, with the A's? <laughs> no, but no. oh, no, no, no. We got a buddy. A's haven't. A's were. They were there for a, a second. Since the A's were. They were. They were in there for like a hot minute. They were there for a second, and the Mariners were like, you know what? I think we're gonna try for it. And then the Mariners. <laughs> they were scaring me. A yeah, week they ago, were. The Mariners were. Scared. And did I not tell you? Probably, was it like uh, th- like beginning of the month? I was like. Hey Blake, you guys really need to beat the Mariners, or like it's going to turn into a chaos. And you're like, yeah, that could turn out bad. And then you didn't. <laughs> and then you didn't. <laughs> and here, yeah, and here. Like, then like, what was it, like three, four days ago? You text me, and you're like, hey, the Mariners are happy. <laughs> it's like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, dude. But uh, big game tomorrow. It's going to be awesome. Postseason baseball is always, yep. in my opinion, the best. I'll gonna get, anyway, gonna get froggy. Tell you what else we got going on. Tell you what else we got going on these days. We got the National Football League. Yeah, we do. Joseph, let's fucking hear it. Dude. Alrighty, guys. Just give you a quick rundown of the scores that happened in uh, week four of the NFL season. On Thursday, the Jaguars' rows continue as they fucking drop one to the Bengals, 21 to 24. And, you know, you got Trevor Lawrence out there throwing a lot of, like, not throwing a lot of yards, 204, and no touchdowns. So, Trevor Lawrence, suck a dick. Um, Washington beats the Falcons 34-30. to 
Bills drop dick on the Texans, 40-0. to zero. Lions lose to the Bears, 24-14. Cowboys pull one over the Panthers, 36-28. Colts win over the Dolphins, 27-17. Browns barely beat the Vikings by a touchdown, 14-7. Might have to look more into the stats on that to see how close of a game it actually was. Um, uh, Giants not beat... The- not like super close. Okay. Uh, Giants beat the Saints 27-21 in overtime. Uh, Titans Titans lose to the Jets in overtime. That's a that's a big upset. Good one for you, Jets fans. Yeah. Uh, Cardinals. Yeah. Beat the Rams 37-20. Also kind of a big upset considering how talented. Well, maybe not as much as a big of an upset, but it's up. It's kind of up there. Uh, Seahawks beat the 49ers. Ravens. Uh, beat the Seahawks beat the 49ers 28-21 Ravens beat the Broncos 23-7 Packers beat the Steelers 27-17 and Tom Brady in his return to Gillette Stadium beats the Patriots 19-17 and you have the Raiders and Chargers playing right now Chargers are up 7-0 in the end of the first quarter I got the game on in front of me Joe and the Raiders do not look good so, uh, is Joey Bosa absolutely? Is Joe Bosa Joey Bosa absolutely obliterating our line? He uh, he's doing some things. Because <laughs> um, I tell you what, you know, not bef- try not to get too much into a Raiders tangent right now, just because probably save that for later. But I truly believe the only reason we won against the Steelers is because T.J. Watt like left with an injury in like the second quarter. Because before that, he was. Absolutely just making everybody, every offensive tackle look like a little boy. But He had a major impact on the game against yeah. Green Bay yesterday. Like It was to the point there where I was like, we could lose this game to the fucking Steelers. <laughs> like, I was not not happy about that for a while. But No. Oh, all in all, across the league, I mean, the... the the Tennessee game. I don't. I watched I don't overtime know you... on that game. That was. I think Mike Vrabel got out coached. I think Mike Vrabel got out coached. I, I really do, and you don't say that often because he's he's Bold. a pretty sound coach, yeah. and it's pretty. Uh, you got Derrick Henry in the backfield, um, you know. But he got stuffed a couple of times. Like he got rocked on. It was like a third and two play. They ran kind of like a a stretch to the right, or almost. Yeah, it was probably more of a stretch play. And he got obliterated by the by C.J. Mosley. Like crushed his ass. <laughs> like yeah. Um. I mean, it's a you game don't see Derrick Henry have- get stopped behind the line much. No, and it's a game where he still had 157 yards and a touchdown. I mean, on 33 carries, but that's still like you get a game out of that. It's like most of the time when you get a game out of that, at, when you game a, get a game out of Derrick Henry like that, it's usually always a win. Right. Especially for right. these Titans where that's like their offense absolutely flows through him. Like he's the he's the heartbeat. He's the fucking – he's everything to that offense. Well, the Titans also didn't have A.J. Brown or Julio Jones. 
So I don't know if that game goes even gets close to overtime if those two guys are on the field. Because that's I mean that's two more people for Tannehill to to get the ball to. That's two more people for the Jets to absolutely have to worry about, you know. And right now I think I think of all the young wide receivers in the league, AJ Brown is gonna be I mean, he's special, but I think he's gonna be like the number one guy if he doesn't stay at Tennessee, wherever he goes, like within the next couple of years, like no matter what. Yeah, for sure. Like, if I mean, if he's on if he's on the Raiders, he's obviously a number one receiver. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, especially when you go to like when you're going up against a team like the Jets and Zach Wilson, where I think we can kind of already come out and say, like, I don't think anybody's thought Zach Wilson was going to be doing this bad this at this point in the season. Like, yeah, he's a rookie, but he's been damn near fucking unwatchable. Like, just about at, as close to time. unwatchable. And then at times he's also brilliant. But <laughs> I mean, I think it has more of a fact to do with being in the Jets system than his own yeah, individual uh, talent. Yeah, 100%. It's definitely more the fact that he's a Jet and not that he's a rookie, which is why I say, like, there's there's been times where he's had flashes of amazing, you know, shows off the arm strength, shows off the accuracy. And, like, Touch. as a Jets fan, yeah, I, I think you've got to be, like, optimistic about him, but also, like, you got to almost got to be scared because, like, is he going to end up like Joe Burrow where he's hurt? I, I don't think he's having, like, he's definitely not having the season Joe Burrow was having last year, but can you keep him healthy enough to get the rest of the team up to like his level? Mm. That's a, that's a tough task. Uh, Obviously Cincinnati couldn't do it, you know, but I don't, I don't, I don't know where that goes. I don't follow the jets enough to even be able to start to tell you where they need to make improvements. Uh, yeah, I don't. I didn't really follow them either. I just kind of wanted to touch up on Zach Wilson because I feel like he's been having an especially tough year. Don't right. know that. Don't know that it's all his fault. Speaking, of, I think the rookie quarterbacks across the board are having pretty that, tough years. Honestly, Trevor Lawrence they are is, not. I Trevor Lawrence not having a great year. That's true. Is and I don't. Even, I didn't watch anything from the Bear. Did did Fields play at all? I believe he did start on this one. I'll double check that real he quick. He did start. If he didn't start, then they I, mi- I missed a game. lot. Yeah, I missed a lot of the NFL games. This I kind of just caught most of the Raiders game. So he started. He went eleven and seventeen for two hundred nine yards uh, and an interception. Uh, one sack. Um, I mean, that's not bad numbers for. It's not. It's not terrible. I think that was his first start, I believe. No, his first start was last last week, and he got sacked nine times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he's right now he has three hundred and forty-seven yards, zero touchdowns, two interceptions, and a QBR of sixteen point nine. Oof. Yeah, mm, that's a pretty good line. That's Rest a pretty good line right there. David Montgomery. Yeah. Rest for 106 yards and two touchdowns in that win against the Lions. And then he got hurt. Did he get hurt? He did mm. get hurt, I believe. I had, have not seen anything up on his injury report update, but I don't think it was good. Um, 
Uh, who else? It's a handful um, of injuries across the league. Uh, Jair Alexander right now Ooh, is big blow, man. possibly. I mean, they don't they don't have even a window on him right now. Um, offensive lineman for the Patriots is out for the season. Torn ACL or Achilles, one of those. Uh, he's a it's an offensive lineman for the Patriots. Um, and what else is big? I think that's pretty much Ravens beating the Broncos is pretty big. Well, I mean, not, not, not injury related, but right. Not injury related, but also it was, uh, we were talking about this, this earlier. Um, and if you're listening to this and haven't noticed, I'm not really your NFL guy. That's more of a Joe and Logan type uh, type category there. But, you know, I like to keep up with the former Louisville players and had a couple of good ones on Sunday. Uh, yeah, Teddy against Lamar, man. I thought it was going to be closer. I think the Broncos were even favored. They definitely were. Um, before the game, I think. It was close. It was like three points, I think. Three and a half points, maybe. But, uh, yeah. 23-7, dude. Lamar, dude, having a good year. Having a good year, Jared. And you still owe me $50 fucking dollars. <laughs> oh, it's, it's not $50. Oh. It's a substantially <laughs> larger amount than $50. <laughs> it's, it's, about, it's, it, it's, I thought you tell the listeners. This, is, this goes back three years. Yeah. At, yeah. At Lamar, yeah Lamar's I think it might have been closer to four. Lamar's rookie season. Right before Lamar's rookie year. We're standing... At work, bullshitting about sports, and yeah. Joe. The beginnings of this podcast really say. might have all started. Joe there. says Lamar's going to be just like every other running quarterback in the league. He's not going to have shit. He's going to be terrible this year. He's going to get hurt. And Blake, in his ultimate wisdom and overzealous fandom of. <laughs> of the Louisville oh. Cardinals, I am blind. <laughs> if they come from UFL, they are good. That's all that Places a wager on the table to Joe, and what was the wager? So it was his rookie season in the NFL, and I just also want to elaborate. I didn't say that he was going to be dog water his first season. I said he was going to go the way of RG three. Totally wrong. Regardless of that fact. Uh, the rookie. I think the 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 bet was fifty dollars for every touchdown pass that he throws, and it was, I think it, it was either fifty or twenty five bucks. I don't remember the exact. Amount. No, 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 no. It was fifty. It was fifty dollars. What it was, I think it was like fifty dollars. If he had, if he completed twenty. Touchdown! If he threw for twenty touchdowns, I would win fifty dollars. If he didn't, you would win fifty. And then we did like ten dollars every touchdown. Right. Thanks to my to my prying and but we were also, every touchdown after that gained that's some money. That's yeah, and it wasn't just passing touchdowns. It was if you were in a gamble. It was <laughs> rushing touchdowns as well. And yeah, I yeah. want to say 
I believe yeah, he I, threw like 32 passing touchdowns alone his rookie season. I don't remember the. Well, I think exactly. well, it was the first game he went out and scored like four touchdowns. He no, it was five. I remember. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I Blake come back like, into work the next morning and, and I'm looking at Joe going, "Uh, you're bo- you're way behind pace right now." Like, <laughs> like Blake could he could go out and lay an egg next week and he's still ahead of pace. Like, <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, I remember thinking. That. I he, remember being very. He did not lay an egg on that Monday. No. <laughs> he did not lay no. an egg. He just kept going. <laughs> In case you guys didn't follow it, yeah, no, he didn't. Um. So you know, Joe, I'm not you know, I don't I don't know that I'll uh, charge you interest or anything, but just that should always be always be up yeah. here. Always oh yeah, always be I definitely have to that. get on that. It was a lot of money. Receive a Which I think you got, I think you, I think <laughs> you settled is. on uh just a an amount. That was yeah. less than the actual. I think we because did I think it got, I think it got to the point where I think I it got up to like four hundred dollars. It got to the point where like if it kept going, I was going to end up paying like one of my whole paychecks to Blake. <laughs> or yeah. damn near close. Yeah, it, got, it got to a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a, it was but, a wild uh, amount of money after Lamar did this thing. Speaking so of we much. agreed. We agreed on a reasonable sum. Go ahead. Lamar Jackson, I think, is right now fourth in the NFL in rushing yards. So he's having himself he's having nice. himself a fucking season, man. Quite a running back here. He is, man. I tell you what, this is what I always said. I'm just gonna throw this out here one time and I'm probably gonna say it a thousand more times, but this is the first time I'm saying it on the podcast. It's hard to get hurt when they can't tackle you. you <laughs> that is true. Saying? It is true. And he does he does a very good job of staying elusive he does not get hit straight up very much he's usually taking he's, glancing he, blows he rarely, as he's going out of bounds he rarely gets like, hit hard yeah he slides that's like, what he it takes is care of his body that's what it is he's sliding he's going out of bounds because he ne- like you know like he ne- like that's what everybody said when right. he's coming to the league they're like he's gonna get hurt he runs too much he's gonna get hurt yeah and while that's a reasonable like that's a reasonable thing to assume i was even i honestly before he was in the league i was like I mean, I didn't agree with it, but I also wasn't like that's outrageous because he does run a lot, and traditionally quarterbacks that run that much get hurt but eventually. The, on that um, note, he's definitely a more resilient guy than Robert Griffin the third. Yeah, he's by far. He is built by far quite differently than Robert yeah. Griffin. <laughs> yeah. Also, RG three man, just talk about just. People blasting his knees and shit. I think yeah. that's the difference, really, is what Logan was saying. It was like that dude, ne- like almost never gets squared up. The only time he ever gets squared up is like if he's in the pocket, mostly for a long on sacks, time, and he like right after a throw. Right, sometimes he'll get hit a little, but he never really gets hit hard, man. I think that's why like he hasn't really been injured yet, and he hasn't, you know. It's not really going as everybody was predicting. Or as I predicted. So, you know, that's where, as Joe predicted. And, well, dude, you were, you were on the popular side. That's pretty much what everybody was saying when he was coming into the league, honestly. Was that easy? You know, there was nobody nobody really that was like, he's going to be a good NFL quarterback. That well, I there remember. was no pressure. Yeah, I mean, there's, but he's, he's so different. He's so yeah. different. That's he, true. I mean, he, he was touted for what he, what he was, a running dual threat quarterback that could 100% run the ball like a running back. Um but there was no other precedent that nobody has done 
or probably I don't think anyone for a while what? will do what RG three did when he first came into the season or came into the the league. Uh, Lamar just, Jackson. What what did I say? Robert you said RG three. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, I don't think that. I don't think anyone's going to be able to do that. And even Vic didn't do that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Vic was the closest thing to it, and he didn't even do it. So. That's true. He could. I will say, uh, Michael Vic had an absolute fucking cannon. Yeah, that that, that man so, on the run. He could probably throw a little better, but also, what's good, and this is good if you fo- like, like I said earlier, not a huge NFL guy, but I follow Lamar. Um, he's tightened up his passing game this year. Yeah, it's, there's it's a lot of better. throws that he's he made in the past couple of seasons. It's like mid mid range, like out in the flats or whatever that he kind of overthrow. He'd throw to the left or the right, like anticipating something that wasn't there. And this year, he's he's done really well at like completing those passes. And you know, you're not going to run a run like a pass heavy offense with him, obviously. But that's why they got the run game they do, and they're doing well even without J.K. and without Gus. So, you know, the future is looking good, looking bright, fellas. And he's a likable guy. That's another thing. He really is. Likable player. Uh, I think my favorite, one of my favorite clips of Lamar is with him and um, Alabama running back that was just playing for the – Ravens for a while. What the fuck was his name? Mark, Mark Ingram. Ingram. When they're on the sideline and he's big trust, big trust. That's a good. That's a good. Yeah. That's a good. Clue. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Now we're gonna get into our our weird random news section, which is quite possibly my second favorite. Uh. I don't know the whole story on this, but I heard some tidbits before the old podcast started. <laughs> I would love to hear what happened from none other than Logan Garcia, because this shit is quite honestly hilarious. So, and I, I actually just got hit up with this before we started, too, but apparently Urban Meyer has had to issue an apology because of a video that was leaked of him uh, getting some side action at a bar in Jacksonville over the weekend. And if you've seen the video, it's it's pretty awkward and it's short, so there's really no there's no context to what's going on at all. Uh Urban looks very uncomfortable with this chick just grinding on him as he's kind of sit standing on this bar stool and I mean, she looks fairly attractive, <laughs> to say the least. But um, <laughs> we'll we'll leave it at that. Yeah, we'll leave it at that. Also, the sit stand pose—that's the most—that's the most awkward pose you got in a bar. The sit stand uh, on the bar. He stool. looks like that's he's trying. Pose. It almost looks like he's trying to hold on to the bar stool, as she's like aggressively, but not too aggressively, <laughs> like grinding on him. I don't know. It's it's awkward. It's an awkward. Mm. 10 second snip and he had to issue an apology and he said um video of him at the bar this weekend it was stupid apparently i don't know (laughs) 
I don't know. There's probably not that's going to come out of this other than guys on podcasts like us talking about this shit and making fun of it. Yeah, that's um, true. It literally doesn't. I matter. really think that he literally only issued a statement to get out ahead of it and just be like, sorry, it happened. I don't like, what am I supposed to do? I got caught with some girl trying to rub up on me at a bar. Like, I mean, he's a married man. Dude, that shit well. happens. It's a bar. There's drunk people everywhere. Like, but. But, to say this part too, it was probably going on for an extended period of time if whoever it was had enough time to be go at a bar. Maybe they weren't drunk, but if... I'm going to take a video of this. You know, was able to be like, huh, that's Urban Meyer. Huh, that's not his wife. Wow, she's really good looking. Let me get a video. Like, You know what I mean? Like, It probably wasn't in that order. It's probably, wow, she's really good looking. Oh, that's Urban Meyer. Oh, that's not his wife. Like <laughs> after after doing a little bit of a uh, internet sleuthing, it turns out Urban Meyer owns a restaurant in Columbus. Yes, I yeah. guess, or it's his his yes. restaurant, and that's where oh, it, it was, was. It was in Columbus. Was it his? Oh, restaurant? that changed. Oh. So I yeah, originally thought this was in like... In Columbus at his restaurant. Oh, so he was getting some hometown some love. <laughs> I originally thought that this was... Hey, you know, those, can't blame the guy. Those Columbus girls, they, man, they see Coach Meyer and it's just... Cannot blame the guy. Get those, a mop. Those Midwestern... Get a mop. Tell you. <laughs> God, I originally dude. thought it was him just like uh, adapting to the Florida lifestyle. That's what I thought this was, you know what I mean? Uh, that's what you I know, thought just it was. Just him too. like... Oh yeah, yeah. That happens in Florida. Nobody says that's what I'm saying. But this is it almost makes it more in Florida. That's like, (laughs) it almost adds a new Um, dynamic now that it's a hometown deal. (laughs) It definitely, it definitely adds a little bit more to it. There, I may have there may be some more info that comes out about this. You never. Um, Which, which list? Let's see. Um, let me literally. This does not matter. Like, dude, I'm not like you shouldn't have apologized, I guess. But, like, should he have? Like, who gives a fuck? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I get it. He's married, whatever. He's got to keep up his public image. I understand that. But, like, really, dude? I mean, I haven't seen the video. I guess I should see that and then form my opinion. But I mean, in all reality. It's an awkward, it's, it's, it's a very awkward video. It doesn't look like he was doing anything purposely. But, again... If someone had the time to pull out their phone, which I know everyone's got a phone on them nowadays, but it, co- uh, common sense thinking would tell you that maybe there it was going on for a little bit of time if someone had enough time to go recognize the situation and record it. So It could also have just been a on-the-spot thing with, you know, like just how people yeah. are. 100%. Also, uh, in news, uh, Joe West says he wants to retire after this season. Which good riddance, <laughs> you old fuck, dude. He should take, absolutely he fucking needs to take terrible. Angel Hernandez with him. Oh, he needs to take dude. like half the fucking yeah. core. <laughs> he needs yeah, and fucking what's his dick? Oh, uh, y'all know who I mean? Yeah, I don't know who you mean. All I know is Joe West and the Angel commissioner. Hernandez, and that they both suck a fart. The fucking commissioner. Oh yeah. MLB con- the fucking commissioner. MLB commissioner. Cash. It, 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 oh my god! It always astounds me. Like every time he goes up on stage and he starts getting booed by fans, 
that he's actually surprised. <laughs> Manfred, Rob Manfred. He's, <laughs> wow, dude, we were, it's Rob we're all just sucking dick for beer money on that one. Like, that cat was like, who the fuck <laughs> is running the goddamn league right now? A trash can. A trash can. Is anyway, sorry. No, you're good. I didn't, Bang I didn't, on that oh, trash God. can. Sorry, Joe. Bang every, on that trash can. <laughs> just every time, man. Like, he'll go up on stage, and it's just like, as soon as he, like, takes, like, two steps in, he's, like, getting bombarded with booze. And the look on his face is just, like, oh, yeah. it's, like, it's, like, genuine surprise. Like, why do they not like me? Like, how the fuck do you make all these decisions and the way you handle things and then not understand why the fans are pissed with you? And really, just... people who follow baseball in general like fans players like coaches i've never seen any like i've never seen the community of baseball like as a whole is with like the the non mlb affiliated like the like the fans and the actual players and like everybody that's actually plays the game i've never seen a more like communal thing of just a general hatred towards one commissioner i think he's it's safe to say he's like probably one of the more hated if not the most hated in the last at least definitely in the last like decade or 15 years yeah he's he's pretty i mean probably goodell is probably like the next closest in terms of yeah dude but i mean has there ever been a commissioner in any professional sports league where people are like this guy's awesome uh, i mean i, I, feel I like there's always people who are like but I also feel uh, like many, they're always doing stupid shit. How many shit. commissioners have we like witnessed in our lifetime across the major sports? <laughs> like I, I don't really it's really not that many. I think two, what two NFL commissioners that like we probably can like actually remember. So there's Goodell and then who was whoever was before like I see I don't even remember his name, but like I don't even know enough about that guy to be able to be like, yeah, he was a good or bad yeah. commissioner. And then for some reason, I know that Adam Silver is that his name. Adam Silver, the yeah. bald guy who's the NBA commissioner. Yeah. Well, he. Adam Silver I mean, he, technically, I think he's probably one of the best if you look across the commission. Yeah, he everybody seems to have pretty good. Oh, everybody, well, as far as everybody likes Adam Silver, like compared to David Stern. Yeah. That's David the guy. Stern. That's the guy that. Yeah, Stern. Yeah, nobody liked him. <laughs> that's the commissioner that people are like. Yeah, this guy's yeah. good at his job. But we had Bud Selig before. Right. Bud Selig was right before Manfred, wasn't he? I believe so. I don't think there was one in between there. And if there was, correct me, I don't care. Um, but, yeah, um, Manfred just kind of fucking it hard, dude. I don't know what his problem is. <laughs> I, but whatever. So, last, um, last one I got here. Uh, University right. of Kentucky has been fined mm. by the SEC for storming the field after the game on trash on Saturday. Fucking what? trash. As much as I <laughs> What the fuck let me do you make expect? this very clear. <laughs> let me make this very clear to everyone listening to this podcast. I'm a U of L fan. I live in Kentucky and I fucking hate Kentucky. Um the school, not the state. State amazing. School, hate them. Um but let me tell you, dude, that is such fucking garbage when they start that fine bullshit for rushing the field. Like, dude, come on, man. You just beat fucking Florida yeah, un- for like team. the second time in like fucking 35 That's years. That's an and you're And you're going to get fined for it? I know they do it every time. They always do it when they rush the field. They find people, and it's bullshit. It's bullshit every time, regardless of who it is. If it's a team I hate, don't care. It's still bullshit. They shouldn't find anybody. 
That's a trash fucking call. And it's, it's not like it's the ridiculous. school has any fucking control. Like, that. yeah, they got, like, security guards there trying to prevent people from rushing the field. But you're going to tell, like, a fucking 90,000 drunk fucking college kids, like, hey, don't rush the field. Like, they're going to fucking come whether they want – whether you want them to or not. Like, it's stupid to find the fucking team or the school or however they fucking charge it. You know what I mean? I hate it. Like, it's, it's just that's ridiculous. What the, dude, that's what they make, you know – that's the thing, too, that makes college sports a little different than professional sports is, like, if you're a student there or whatever, like, you're uh, you're much closer to the games and to the to the athletic – like, you go to school right. with the athletes. You know what I mean? So it's like you're much closer to the games and to the to the sports than you are professionally. You know what I mean? Like, you know some of those if people. fans rush – So it's just bullshit whenever they try to keep – Yeah, it's – Go ahead. If fans rushed a pro – field they it would be outrage you know i don't think there i don't there wouldn't yeah. probably be anyone in sports that would be like yeah that's acceptable but it's like a literal like what barstool had that the storm chasers it's like a know? tradition and those dude. guys would literally go around just waiting for these upsets so they could get people to storm the court or storm the field like that that shit was awesome like that's when you oh, yeah. knock a team off you celebrate with the school. Like, it's a big thing for the school. Like, it's – you storm the field. Like, we did it in high school. Like, I mean – Yeah. Dude. It's like, you know who's making those calls is fucking some some school or some SEC administrators who are fucking nerds, dude. Yeah, 100. And I hope they hear this. I hope they realize they're fucking nerds and nobody thinks they like to have fun. No. It's- I hope they realize they literally can suck a – Fat fart. That's you heard true. it here. You That's heard true. it here first, folks. Fat fart. If you're at a college right now they and you're a college fat. student and your team beats the piss out of a team, rush that field, baby. You rush that fucking field and you enjoy every rush single moment of that. Field. And you talk about it when you're 50 and you can't get up off the fucking couch. Yep. All right. All right, guys. That's what we got. We got a we got a lot going on this past weekend, and we got a lot coming up. So you'll be hearing from us very shortly. Uh, you guys got anything else? Derek Carr's nope, leading I... the league in passing yards. Uh, so everybody who said he was uh... perfect, perfect. So nobody has anything so to say. Everybody perfect. who no said he was a mediocre quarterback, great. you suck my dick. <laughs> All right. Well, that is. <laughs> a great way to leave the audience there. Joe. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll be back soon.